Hey, you're listening to Cut for Time, a podcast from Faith Church located on the north side of Indianapolis. My name is Claire Kingsley, and each week I'll sit down with one of our preaching pastors to discuss their Sunday sermon. Cut for Time is a look behind the scenes of sermon prep, and they will share some things with us that we did not hear in the sermon. The goal of the podcast is to ask things like, why did our church need to hear this message on Sunday? Or, why did you personally need to preach this message? The pastors will also share some practical next steps. We're glad you're here listening. Here's my conversation with Pastor Joey. Welcome to Cut for Time, Pastor Joey. (laughs) Oh, hey, Claire. It's great to be here. (laughs) I feel like every time I start with, hey, Joey, how's it going? That's right. So I'm just trying to mix it up. Just trying to mix it up. All right. Well, I'll take the high part this week and uh, answer everything in my falsetto. It sounds great. That'll make it very make fun for listeners. Everyone happy. <laughs> well, uh, Joey, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm doing all right. Are we gonna take? We're gonna leave that in as the actual intro. Mm-hmm, yeah, we're still rolling. Okay, I won't right. edit it out. Let's do it. Let's go. Cut for time. Coming yeah. to you live. Two yeah, days we don't need after- to make so many cuts and cut for time. No, otherwise we have to cut out all the funny stuff. Yeah. So, Joey, on Sunday, you preached our second sermon in our series on the study of the book of James. Yes. So, you went through chapter 1, verses 19 through 27. Title of, and like the theme idea of your sermon was being doers of the word. Right, yeah. So, could you give us flyover of your sermon in general, everything you tried to cover? Oh man, yeah. Well, it, it's a it's a great section, and of course, like everything in James, each one of these paragraphs could be a sermon or two or five. They could each be a sermon series on their own. So obviously, there's tons in here that we don't ever have time to talk about. But uh, 19 through 27 is one long thought. Um, first, getting it. Well, so coming off of verse 18 of you know, out of God's will, He brought us into life through this word of truth. In the word of truth, the message of the gospel, James is talking about. And remember, James is written really early. So he's written before almost the entire rest of the New Testament. What he's working with is the preaching of Jesus and the Old Testament. And he's saying, mm-hmm. okay, Old Testament Jews who have accepted Jesus by faith, and we've heard Jesus' teaching, now how do you live that out? How do you live out that teaching, that gospel, that good news? Um, and so he's talking about this, this gospel has brought new life into us. It's been implanted into us. That's in verse 21. But now that that new life is in us, we need to still receive it, welcome that life, welcome that message, and let it transform us. So that's why he says, you know, in 21, you've re- you have received and now you need to continue receiving the implanted word, but be doers of that word, right? So that, that's the whole point of almost the, the entire book is chapter one, verse 22, be doers of that message, not just hearers of it. Because if you do, you're, if you only listen, you're deceiving yourself. You're like somebody who looks into a mirror and then walks away without ever paying any attention. On the other hand, you're supposed to be looking into this message, uh, what he calls the perfect law that brings freedom and being transformed, acting, uh, a doer who acts, not somebody who looks and just forgets. And then he gives us a test. If you feel like you're doing this well, because you're, you know, you're performing religion well, but you're not controlling your tongue, well, again, you're deceiving yourself. And so what we were trying to, to, to get out of James is, well, this argument that he was making that like, if, if the gospel isn't coming through you, you know, if this message in you isn't growing into a fruit of righteousness, if it's not coming through you, then you need to ask yourself, 
is it really in me? And if it is, then why isn't it transforming me? What, <laughs> why have I not welcomed this word that saves me into also being the word that transforms me? Mm -hmm. Yes. All right, Joey, let's let people in on what it looks like behind the scenes of sermon prep to a Sunday morning, okay? okay. As okay. you're working or Jeff is working on your, um, your sermon throughout the week, usually by the end of the work week, you guys send me slides of some main ideas that I can put into the slides that get put up on Sunday morning. Right, yes. However, Friday came, Saturday came. You heard nothing from I me. I didn't get no. any emails. So I'm curious to know what was going on in your process of sermon preparation this week. And <clears throat> hey, there were still slides on Sunday morning. I know Brittany did those. For yeah, you. Brittany um, came through at the end for me. Yes. So tell us what was going on. Yes. Well, um, a couple things were going on. Um, and the details are, are largely boring. Mostly I was just putting energy in other places and other things. One of the things was a conference that was in town. And so I was connecting with other pastors that were part of it who are traveling in and stuff like that. So yeah, normally I, we schedule a sermon run through like, Hey, here's what I've got. It's in rough draft form. And we invite staff and our connection class, our grow class teachers to jump in whoever wants to hear what we've got, give feedback. Right. Um, and normally that's on, I, when I do it on, it's on Thursday, Jeff normally does his on Friday. I pushed mine this last week to Saturday because of where I was in the preparation process. And, uh, so, you know, on Saturday I was still like, yeah, I've got some stuff, but I'm not quite sure I know what I'm saying or what I want to say. And so of everything I had written on Saturday that I ran through with the people that joined that call at like four o'clock in the afternoon, um, maybe a third of it stuck around for the actual Sunday uh, delivery. So I did a lot of rewriting Saturday night and rethinking mm. and just, you know, how you, sometimes you write something and you're prepared to, to preach it and then you say it out loud and you're like, that does not make sense. I'm saying it and I don't know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there was a lot yeah. of rewriting on Saturday and figuring out what is my bottom line? What is James trying to say? And why is he asking us these hard questions? And then uh, seven o'clock in the morning on Sunday, Brittany made slides for me. So, okay. That's really nice. Yeah. So what was going on in your own heart as you were also trying to understand the message and mm. understand not just what does it mean for the church, but what does it mean for you? Well, I think, you know, honestly, I was uh, tackling the passage uh, initially just way too moralistically. Like James is telling us, here's what you need to do, right? It'd be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. Well, how are you doing with that? You know, and so that's kind of was my approach. Like, are you getting more quick to listen and slower to get angry and slower to speak or is it the opposite right and which one should you be and it's same thing with the the three proofs of a transformed life at the end of like are you controlling your speech are you caring for the helpless and hopeless are you keeping yourself unstained from the world are you getting better at that or are you getting worse at that and and i was really coming at it kind of at a real surface level of well here's what james says we have to do how are we going to do it and mm -hmm. um and then when i sort of taught that presented it to those in, in the group uh and they're looking at me i'm like oh this is really this is not at all what james, james isn't this isn't what he's doing like this is wisdom stuff this is hmm. it, it, he's pointing us back to to I, I to the to the word to the message to the gospel he's pointing us back to jesus i mean his everything he does in his letter is like presenting us the the wise way of jesus living and so um i was like that's not what i'm doing I'm giving people checklists. 
Mm-hmm. So I was actually like, mm-hmm. you, maybe now thinking back on the sermon, you can tell I was preaching against my previous sermon <laughs> in in uh, in the sermon on Sunday. So yeah. I'm like, oh no, I was thinking of it so incorrectly. And I suppose if I'm thinking of it incorrectly, others might be too. Maybe I should make a point of saying, this is not what James is doing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was what was happening behind the scenes. Okay. Um, which, I mean, it actually, I think in some ways it made the sermon more difficult because it's always nice. I shouldn't say nice. It's always easier to hear a checklist of things you need to do and it's go do those things. It's easier to preach too. Yeah. And it's easier to preach. One illustration I considered using uh, and, and cut for time uh, was, you know, how many of us who are spouses have heard our spouse or husband or wife say to us like, or we've said to them or they've said to us, just tell me what you want me to do, right? Yep. And, and I'll do it. And you're like, yeah, but that's not what I want. Yeah. From, that's not what I want out of a relationship. I don't want to give you a list of nice things to do for me. I want you to be nice, <laughs> right? I don't want to come up with a list of, of things that love me. I want, you, I want you to be loving. Yes. And I think that's what James is doing here is he's, he's not giving us a list of, things we need to do to be religious or righteous you know here's righteous acts do number one number two he's saying be righteous you shouldn't need the list yes and here are some examples of righteous exactly here's some examples like if you're having a hard time and and the next passage is very much like that it's like hey if you're trying to live out the righteous life and then you walk into church and you realize that like rich people are given nice seats and poor people are told to sit on the floor Mm -hmm. hey if you haven't figured it out yet let me let me clue you in that's not the righteous life. Sure. That's what he's doing through this. Yeah. So, yeah. So did anybody on the sermon development team or like run through team, did anyone say anything? Oh, I'm going to call them this? the sermon development. They didn't say anything, but they asked questions in such a way that they were like, huh, this isn't your usual. Um, and then one of the, one, one guy told me afterwards, uh, after Sunday, he was like, I don't know what happened to you last night, but this is way better today. <laughs> okay. So I got yes. the, I got the hint. Yeah. Okay. Joy, thanks for giving us a, a look behind the scenes of what was going on this weekend and how we got to hear this wonderful sermon and great teaching. I'm like thankful for the work of the Holy Spirit in your life and throughout your process. Oh, and thanks. just thankful for your diligent work because I imagine the feeling of Saturday night or Saturday just being wanting to just be enjoy the weather enjoy your family and be tempted to just be like well this is the best I got and you know I preach 20 some years so one kid doesn't have to be that bad or like you know I get a pass that's not true and I just like appreciate that that's not the way that you come at it and you put in the work to um, make sure it was what like the right message to deliver for the right text so thank you well thanks and and I should throw out props to my wife and daughter as well who uh, when I say after dinner, like, ah, I think I need to go give this one three or four more hours. They're like, all right, mm-hmm. it's worth it. Mm-hmm. As long as I don't do that every week. Yes. Well, Joey, before we wrap up, would you be willing to end our podcast with a prayer? Um, a praying for maybe the person who's listening, who knows and has received the gospel news and needs help welcoming it and watering it. But then also maybe for someone listening who has welcomed it in areas of their life, except maybe this one that they'd like to be remain untouched, you know, like, God, I'll give you all Mm -hmm. these parts of my life, but 
probably not this one. I'd like to keep that off to the side um, and not, you don't need to transform that one, but you can do the work with the rest of this material I give you with over here. So would you go ahead and would you please pray for us to end the podcast? Yes, absolutely. Father, for many of us, we are in that position, uh, whether it has felt like a, a, a position that has stretched on for day after day or even year after year, or an intermittent position to which we find ourselves falling uh, from time to time. But in this place where we feel that we have welcomed your saving power in our lives, but um, do not want your transforming power. Um, saints as great as Augustine ha have said, Lord, make me, make me chase, just not yet. Um, I, I want to follow you, but I also want to enjoy what I enjoy uh, for as long as I can. We pray that uh, we would we would be drawn out of this place of comfort in salvation and resistance to transformation, um, not by a sense of duty or an obligation to obey, but instead be drawn out um, through the sheer power and attractive power of the love that you had for us and sending your son to die for us. Because your son died in our place. And the more that we... Uh, think about who we are and how little we deserved of your care. Um, the image of your son dying for us draws us out of ourselves. So help us to humbly come to you, humbly welcome that message, not just in our hearts bringing new life, but also into our lives um, bringing new growth and growth and the growth in righteousness that you desire from us. Uh, let, let us not cut our stories short. Uh, wallowing in our own um, untransformed uh, desires and needs, but Father draws closer to you. And so uh, as we draw closer to you, burn away um, all the things that hinder us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Cut for Time. If this conversation has blessed you in any way, we encourage you to consider sharing it with others. If you ever wish to submit questions to our pastors following their Sunday sermon, you can email your questions to podcast at faithliveitout.org, and we'll do our best to cover the question in the episode. We'll be back again next week. Thanks for listening.